This is Condopedia. Here, we talk about everything related to condo law in Ontario, with hopefully some humor mixed in. Hi, everyone. This is David here again, and I'm here today for our third episode of the Terion podcast series. And I'm here today with a, another new guest, uh, Christy Allen. Uh, welcome, Christy, to the podcast. Thank you, David. I'm happy to be here. Before, um, as our listeners know, before I start with the meat of the episode, I'd like to get um, some introductory remarks from any new guests. So Christy, can you tell our readers a little bit about yourself and your practice? Sure. Um, I'm a a partner with Davidson Hull Allen, and I've been practicing condominium law for a long time at this point, um, over 16 years, I guess, 18 years. I've lost track. It's a, a lot of years. <laughs> um, and my practice uh, is varied. I do quite a bit of litigation involving condominiums, so a lot of construction deficiency litigation. I also deal with um, uh, compliance matters involving difficult owners and other types of, uh, of court proceedings. I also happen to handle a lot of Tarion uh, warranty uh, claim appeals. So um, I'm pretty familiar with the Tarion process and the ins and outs of it, as well as the appeals associated with uh, Tarion decisions. For some listeners who might not know what a partner is, it just means essentially that Christy is one of my bosses. So I mm. will be on my best behavior for this episode. That's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so today's episode, we're talking about uh, conciliation. Um, our last episode with Cheryl, we were talking about uh, the warranty process. So Christy, I guess before we dive into conciliation more deeply, can you kind of help us link how does conciliation, like how does that happen between conciliation and the warranty process? Sure. Um, so to, I think before I talk about how it is linked, it maybe makes sense to just summarize what conciliation is, because I think the word conciliation is sort of a, it may be a new term for people, especially anyone who's not familiar with the Tarion process. It's basically the term that Tarion uses um, uh, to reference its decision-making process. So conciliation is essentially just the process that Tarion follows that the, um, like the event that takes place, which we're going to talk about in more detail uh, today, um, at which Tarion can finally render its decision with respect to warranty claims that are made. So in terms of where conciliation fits into the process, it comes after the, the claims have been made. The first and second year claims have been made. Um, so those claims have been asserted. The warranty timeframes have come to an end. And the builder repair period, which I believe was discussed in your earlier podcast as well, um, has also come to an end. So once those, those elements of the process have come to an end, that's when conciliation takes place. Okay. And then I guess the next question is, what does that entail, the process of conciliation? So um, because of where it falls in the claims process, basically what this means is that we, so you've made your claims the warranty timeframes have come to an end, the builder repair period has come to an end, and your claims are still not resolved. So at that point in time, you need to take this further step of going to conciliation. The process involved um, is actually a simple process. I, I Sometimes I feel like 
sometimes I feel like the conciliation process uh, is um, intimidating to participants in the Tarian claims process when really it, it shouldn't be. Uh, it's a very straightforward and simple process. And effectively what it is, is it's a meeting, a site meeting that takes place. Um, uh, typically, if it's a condominium claim that we're, you're dealing with, it takes place at the condominium corporation. And present at the meeting will be the Tarian claims representative who has hopefully been involved in your process all along. Um, representatives of the condominium corporation. So typically that would be board members and or the property manager or, or a, a group of those individuals. Um, and on the other side of the table, you would have the builder and then any representatives of the builder. Beyond those participants, sometimes depending on the type of claim that you're dealing with and the level of involvement in the claim um, by other members of the support team for each, each side, um, you might have lawyers there and you might also have engineers there. So if you've had claims investigated by engineers, um, you may have your engineers there who can speak about the technical aspects of uh, the claims that have been made, the warranty claims that have been made. And their role is going to be to help to inform and educate the claims representative, the Tarian claims representative, who in the process is the decision maker. Um, so you want to help to educate them and inform them as to what exactly the claim is and why it should be covered by the warranty. And so that meeting takes place um, and it depending on the number of claims that have to be determined uh, or conciliated, as Tarian likes to say, um, it can take place, you know, it can just be a couple of hours. It can take place also over the course of a number of days if there are a number of claims involved. Um, the Tarian claims rep is going to want to uh, observe with their own eyes the the um, uh, deficiencies, if if that's possible. Some deficiencies can't be observed if they're internal, uh, covered somehow. But if uh, if there are deficiencies that can be reviewed, then certainly the claims representative is going to want a chance to do that, as well as the builder or the builder's representatives. Once the meeting has concluded, uh, following that meeting, the Tarian claims representative is going to issue a warranty assessment report. And that's essentially a written report detailing what the claims are, what they observed while they were on site, what documentation, if any, has been reviewed by Tarian, so engineering rep reports, that kind of thing, uh, and then a final decision as to whether or not the claim is warranted. And so that's sort of the end product from the conciliation. And so um, I guess I think we kind of glossed over a little bit and it's kind of implied in our discussion, but why is conciliation so important? So uh, it's important for a number of reasons. And I guess I need to take a step backwards um, in terms of the process and the timing around how, like, how do you get to, to conciliation? Um, because this is one of the reasons why conciliation is extremely important. It's, it's important to understand what it is and uh, what happens if you forego your right to conciliate. And so just to take a couple steps backwards, once the builder repair period comes to an end, uh, following the warranty claims uh, coming to an end, the claim periods coming to an end, um, you have a time frame in which you may request conciliation. So for condominium corporations, the builder repair period is an 18-month period that follows the first anniversary of the creation of the condominium. That's where it's called the common elements. 
not the units. So that there are separate builder repair periods that apply to claims made with respect to units and um, homes. But for the common elements of a condominium corporation, that's what the builder repair period is, is that 18 months following the first anniversary of creation of the condominium. Once that builder repair period comes to an end, if, if the claims are not resolved to the condominium corporation's satisfaction, the condominium corporation has uh, 60 days in which to request conciliation. It's a very small time frame, small window of opportunity, but it's an extremely, extremely important window of opportunity. If a request to conciliate is not made in that 60-day time frame, the condominium corporation is deemed to forego its Tarian rights. You're deemed to have withdrawn all of your warranty claims, and you will effectively no longer have any right to pursue your Tarian rights through the Tarian process. So it's really, really important to make note of that time frame and to never, ever allow that time frame to pass without making a request for conciliation if you have any outstanding warranty claims. If you've resolved all of your claims or the builder has resolved all of your claims, then obviously you don't need to go that route. But if there's anything outstanding at the end of that builder repair period, I think the thing I want to highlight most in this podcast is that it's you have to remember to make that request to conciliate. I just want to add on this point, and I think I've touched on it before, that um, uh, it can be so easy to miss deadlines. <laughs> and so it's important for new condominiums to keep an eye out for these timelines, even if the discussions between the condominium and the builder goes well. Because I, 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 like in my experience, I've seen files where um, the discussions amongst the condominium corporation and the developer is going well, but the deadline to conciliate is coming up. And there is, there is unfortunately a cost associated with um, filing for conciliation. I, I don't have the number in front of me. I think, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, is it like a few thousand dollars? I, I, I believe so. I actually don't know what the cost is either. Um, um, it, it's a few thousand dollars from my memory it's a few thousand dollars so it's not a large amount from a condominium perspective but it's also not a small amount so there can be some hesitation about whether or not such an amount should be spent to preserve a condominium corporation's rights when the discussions between the parties might be going well but i think one point that we want to hammer home is it's always better to reserve your rights as much as you can, um, regardless of how discussions go, because discussions that go well doesn't necessarily mean that the matter will actually get resolved. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, I entirely agree with that. Um, and I would say that it's not uncommon for, um, because of the nature of Tarian claims, Tarian warranty claims, uh, you know, it's it's not quite as black and white as, you know, you've made your claim and the builder has a, a period in which they can repair. And if they fail to, you make a conciliation request. In some cases, it is, it's, in some cases, it is that straightforward. Um, but in many others, it's a matter of the builder and the owner not agreeing on the proper repair or the extent of the repair or those kinds of details associated with the repair. And so you may be having ongoing conversations with the builder about how to resolve these claims. 
And I, I think your point is um, a, a really good and important point, David, that regardless of those discussions, it's still important to preserve your right to conciliate it by making that request. It may be that after you've made the request and before conciliation, you're able to resolve those issues with the builder through ongoing discussions. Um, but if you allow that time frame to lapse, the, the, the timing in which you the time in which you've got to request conciliation, um, you lose those rights forever and you you no longer have any leverage uh, with which to force or attempt to force the builder to complete repairs. So I, I think your point is a really, really important point for listeners to um, to note. Right. And so I guess then like we, we've worked on files together, um, Christy and I, on some of these files. And there have been instances in the past where deadlines have been missed. So um, can you briefly, Christy, just talk about what what do you do if you actually do miss a deadline like requesting conciliation? Yeah, it's um, uh, it's a good question because it, as you've highlighted, David, we see it a lot. Um, and obviously we're seeing the worst case scenarios uh, frequently, but it does happen. It's not unusual. And so if you do miss the deadline, uh, it's important to take step. There is a process you can use to apply to Tarion for an extension of the deadline in which to request conciliation. But it's extremely, extremely important that that process is started as soon as you've noticed that you've missed that deadline. Um, so the best thing you can probably do for your condominium corporation or for yourself is going to be to get some legal advice on how to um, complete that process, how to make that application to Tarion for the extension of time. And then they will also, the lawyer will also be able to advise you on what to do if Tarion denies your request for an extension, because you do have certain uh, rights there as well. I know that uh, you're going to be dealing with, with that aspect of things in a future podcast. But yeah, I think it's a really good and important point to note that you, you may still have a window of opportunity if you've missed the deadline, but the key is going to be taking action as soon as possible. Right. And we'll probably talk more about this aspect of um, the Tarion process um, in a future episode with Emily. And it'll be very um, relevant because Emily and I had a case on this not not long time ago. Um, I guess uh, one other question I have is with respect to um, kind of the occurrence of conciliation. Does conciliation happen often? Uh, no, it does. It, I mean, I think it happens. I don't know what the statistics are. I think Tarion does maintain statistics on this, but it happens. Um, I, I believe in the past I have heard uh, about the statistics. I just don't have them handy. And I was surprised at how few um, warranty claims actually make their way to conciliation. Uh, you know, on one hand, I think we can look at that and think that's a good sign that a lot of the claims are being resolved to the satisfaction of the condominium or the homeowner. On the other hand, my fear, because as we've mentioned, we do deal with client, we have a, a number of clients who come to us when they've missed the, their opportunity to conciliate, notwithstanding some relatively significant outstanding uh, warranty claims. And in those cases, my impression has been that they were just simply not well informed on, uh, on the process 
on the fact that they needed to request conciliation, that it doesn't just happen as a matter of course, that it needs to be requested. And then if they don't request it, they, they lose their rights. I know that there is some um, work being done by Tarion to help uh, inform and educate people who are um, accessing the Tarion claim process about the conciliation process and all of these timeframes and the importance of all of these timeframes. But um, it is important if you're engaged in the process and you have outstanding claims, especially if they're significant claims, um, it's important to be proactive, to not rely on information or not to assume that you're going to be fed the information from Tarion or the builder. That's not my experience in terms of the clients that I've assisted with this process. It's a matter of the condominium corporation with the help of its manager, sometimes with the help of its legal counsel to uh, make sure that they're completing um, the steps that need to be completed within the timeframes that they need to be uh, done in. So Christy, I guess another question that I have is basically, because um, I know we talked about how conciliation is not common to happen, generally speaking. Um, what's kind of in it like, what are the risks that a developer could have if they have to go through this process of um, transferring that pre that previous kind of um, right to discuss with the condominium corporation about resolving these uh, possible defects and transferring that right to Terion, who makes a decision? Right. Yeah. And so I think, um, uh, firstly, the role that the Terion rep plays that you've just highlighted there in your question, I think, is important to note that. Uh, it's ex exactly as you've said that basically when you get to conciliation, you're moving away from a process where parties are working together to resolve warranty claim items um, to a process that involves a third party decision maker. And that third party decision maker in the conciliation context is, of course, the uh, Tarion claims representative. And so they're going to hear from both sides. They're going to look at the defects, as I mentioned earlier, and then they're going to finally uh, render a decision on each of the claims items. Um, going into conciliation, you know, we talked before a little bit about, um, uh, you know, the work between that will go on between a builder and a homeowner and trying to resolve the claims. It's often in the best interests of both parties, but I'll, I'll speak just to the interests of the builder. It's often in the interests of the builder to resolve claims before they get to conciliation, because if a uh, a warranty claim item is conciliated and Tarion makes a decision that the item is warranted, um, not only does that trigger an obligation on the builder to, to repair the item in full, uh, but it also um, is essentially it goes against the builder's record as it what Tarion calls a chargeable conciliation. So Tarion keeps a record of how many times uh, a, a claim, a warranty claim is found by Tarion to indeed be warranted. And then we'll keep a, keeps a record of um, each of those uh, as against each builder. So each builder will have a record of how many chargeable conciliations they've had um, determined by Tarion as against them. And is that record public? I believe it is. It is public, yeah. So right now it used to be um, a record maintained by Tarion, but now, uh, it's not. Uh, there's um, a different authority called the Home Construction Regulatory Authority. So Tarion used to administer the warranties, new home warranties in Ontario, and also was responsible for licensing of builders. Those dual roles were found to be 
conflicting in many respects a couple of years ago. And so um, our government separated out the, the licensing and regulating of the home builder industry uh, by creating this new authority called the Home Construction Regulatory Authority. And that's the authority that maintains these records in conjunction with Tarion. Um, and you can find that information on, uh, on their website. Okay, that's interesting to know. Um, okay, I think we've touched a lot about the conciliation process and um, how Tarion can take over the ultimate decision-making as part of that process. What happens then if a developer comes to the kind of corporation, I guess, during that process and presents a settlement offer? Yeah, that's a good um, question. So often what we see is that a builder will come to a condominium or a homeowner with a settlement proposal before the deadline for making the request for conciliation passes. And the idea there is that the builder is trying to reach a settlement before the homeowner actually requests conciliation. Again, because of the risks we've talked about, it's it, builders are often quite motivated, not always, but in, in many cases are, are interested in, in avoiding conciliation if they, if they can. And so that's why they'll often come up with settlement proposals that they're hoping they can enter into with a homeowner or with the condominium corporation before that deadline to request conciliation uh, to request conciliation passes. So when that happens, the thing to remember is if, if that's the timing that you're dealing with where your builder is making um, the proposal to you within the 60 day window or or before, but it's often within that 60 day window, um, that you've got to request conciliation. What's important to note is that you're going to be asked to forego your Tarion rights as part of the settlement. Um, you know, I, I think probably almost all settlement proposals that are made in that time frame, that's the trade-off for the homeowner or the condominium. So they will get um, the consideration from the builder um, with respect to possibly repairs or a monetary contribution to the condominium corporation that it can then use to complete whatever repairs are required. And in exchange, the homeowner is foregoing their Tarion claims rights by allowing that deadline to request conciliation to pass. As I mentioned before, when you allow that deadline to pass, you are deemed to have withdrawn all of your Tarion claims. And so then what you're left with is whatever the terms of that settlement agreement are. Um, so if you are faced with a situation like that, you know, my best advice, and this may seem self-serving, but I'm not saying you necessarily have to come to DHA for the advice, I, but my advice to you would be to go get legal advice um, because those are some pretty significant rights that you're, you would be foregoing in exchange for whatever that settlement proposal is. So it's really important that um, you are satisfied that whatever the settlement proposal is, is actually going to address uh, address the um, the claims that you've raised through the Tarion process. The other thing to keep in mind is that sometimes you're going to be asked to forego other types of claims as well. And so whatever the wording um, is of the settlement proposal, uh, again, it's important for a lawyer to review that to advise you as to what exactly it is you're giving up. So beyond the Tarion warranty claims, you may also be giving up other types of claims like court claims that you could still have notwithstanding the resolution of the Tarion uh, claims. That's good to know. I think that's probably a subject for another episode, but I think I, I just want to make, make it clear that uh, uh, 
a building deficiency on Jotarion that's subject to a Jotarion claim and a diff building deficiency that can be subject to a court claim can be different. Yes, exactly. And I know um, sometimes that gets lost uh, when you're working through deficiencies. But yes, um, homeowners and condominium corporations have uh, two processes available to them to resolve their claims for deficiencies. The first is the Tarion claims process, which is subject to a number of limitations, including the time frame in which you can raise your claim. And the second process that's available to you is a court process. There are, uh, there's, there's, um, uh, the two are, are in some ways interconnected. And so again, you know, in order to fully explore what your rights are, it's important to get legal advice, but it is important to know that just because you're denied uh, your claim to Tarion doesn't mean that that's the end of the road. There, you may have other options, but if you're going to consider those other options, the court process, you again need to be aware of timing uh, because court claims are subject to a two-year limitation period. So it's it's very important to be aware of that if if you want to preserve your rights to go to court while you see the Tarion process through you need to make sure that those claims are asserted within two years from when you first become aware of them. I agree with you. I think that's the subject of a whole nother podcast um, because it's complex and I'm trying to make it simple, uh, but it's, it is very complex, but Agreed. I think it's important to mention. Yeah. Okay. I guess then any, any last points do you have on the conciliation subject itself? I guess the only other thing, the only other point I would make is if you, so just thinking through the conciliation process, after you get Tarion's warranty assessment report or conciliation assessment report, actually, I think they're, it's called now, um, once you receive that and you see which items are warranted, if any, uh, that triggers a further repair period in which the builder has to repair, failing which um, Tarion uh, can complete the repairs has the right then to step in and in fact the obligation to step in and, and see those repairs completed if the builder fails to do so. So just to be aware that following that uh, report, if items are warranted, it means that you're entitled to the repairs or failing that you're entitled to monetary compensation equal to the total cost of whatever those repairs are going to be. That's great to know. Um, well, I think we've managed to cover a fairly technically complex topic in a uh, summary way within half an hour, which I think is in itself is an accomplishment. But um, for any listeners who have specific um, situations that re may require further advice, I do encourage you to get legal advice. Doesn't necessarily have to come from our firm, but please go get your legal advice because this is an area where even for myself, it's, it's something that need, needs to be constantly uh, revisited from a technical perspective. Um, in the meantime, I want to thank Christy. Uh, thank you, Christy, for coming on to the show today. And I'm hoping to have you on again, potentially to discuss building deficiencies within a court claim, because that sounds like something that you have a lot to talk about, too. Yes, I would love to. And it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me, David. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Conopedia is brought to you by Davidson Hu Allen, a boutique condominium law firm servicing Eastern Ontario. You can find more about our firm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or on our website at davidsoncondolaw.ca.
This podcast is for information purposes only and is not intended to provide legal opinion or advice, which cannot be given without knowing the facts of a specific situation. Music this podcast does not establish a solicitor and client relationship. The intro and outro music is provided by Purple Planet. You can find them at purple-planet.com.